It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Power up. Hey, it's Mary Beckman. A different voice than you were thinking you were going to have today. I'm filling in for Gary and Suzanne. Happy to be here. Really, really happy to have survived last night. <laughs> you, if you are my friends on Hands of Light on Facebook, you'll know I had a massive migraine and everybody helped me. So I am thanking people publicly. Thank you. That was a whopper. And today, you know what? I'm just going to channel in the radio show through my guides. I'm going to do the best I can. But I'm happy, happy to see all of you today. And I will be back uh, later on in May. Uh, and and I'm, I'll be a guest, a guest of Gary and Suzanne. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be telling you a little bit of something, something for a couple minutes, and then we'll bring on the guest. And I am so happy to have Marty Angeloni today. She is an intuitive investigator for missing persons. So that is extremely interesting information. That's why my little opening chat is going to be so short, because there's a lot of cool stuff that she knows and is going to tell us. Uh, she is a author and screenwriter, so she has lots to talk about on those platforms too, but mostly we'll be talking about missing people and how to find them. And so I welcome everybody today because it is a beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. It's blue sky all day, green grass and high tides. So I want to tell everybody about our group Hands of Light on Facebook. If you don't know about it, please check it out. Looks like a purple world when you look at it, it's an icon. And there's about a thousand people. And what we do is pray and do healing. So if you have an ongoing issue, you can put your name up on the board and lots and lots of people jump on and help. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm so thankful to uh, be a part of that. And I'll be coming back, as I said, in May to talk about uh, my galactic and angelic healing code book that will be out by then. And we'll be talking about that. How does it work? Where do you find it? What to do? So that is one reason um, that we would like to also invite folks to call us at the bottom of the hour. So just about 1030-ish, we'll be beginning to take calls. And so I'll be using my coding, and both of us will be doing some uh, interesting things as far as understanding what's going on with you. So all we need is your first name, and we need your birthday. So just the month and the day. We don't need the year. I'm going to give the, the telephone number out now. We'll do that a couple times this hour. So if you would like a reading healing, you can call us at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. And we'll be taking those calls in just a bit. So I'd be curious to know. I don't know how I'll know. You'll have to send me a telepathic message. But I'd like to know how many people are noticing that headache and that face pain or pressure, because right now it's, gosh, it's heads and shoulders and <laughs> no knees and toes, but head, shoulders, neck, uh, face, pressure and pain right now. That is the energy that's coming through. So if you have noticed that, you're one of many. And this energy is kind of crazy right now. I was listening to uh, or I was reading uh, a post from a friend of mine who is an astrologer who says that actually yesterday was kind of the final day. We were feeling 
very pressurized and tired and wanting to escape. So if that's you, I'm sure Eileen has something to say about that next hour on Jupiter rising, um, because we are going through a corridor that feels very prickly right now. And you may feel uh, triggered, trigger happy is what I wrote yesterday. So if that is you, go outside today. It's a beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. And if it's raining at your house, go outside anyway. You'll feel a lot better for it. <laughs> uh, what it is, is it's just new frequencies coming in and the sun is talking to us big time. Uh, and so just do your best. Just do your best. Okay, so no further ado, and I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to bring on my beautiful guest, Marty Angeloni. Welcome to the Manson Mitchell Show, my dear. Hi, thank you. It's fun to be here. It is fun. We have an awful lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about you. I know we're going to be talking about missing persons, but you just tell me whatever you want us to know. Okay. How long do we have? No. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of old, so there's a lot of deep, there's a lot of history. Um bottom line is I I come from a scientific background. I'm an RN, worked 20 plus years in emergency. I taught nursing school and <clears throat> really lived in my head for many, 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 many years. And in the process of living life, I had kids that were deployed and Three of them were in very dangerous areas in different locations at the same time, which did not allow a mother a lot of sleep. So I, I would get up in the middle of the night, look at the moon, had a connection with the moon and didn't know quite why, but um, had this connection and started doing some research on family names and ended up finding a pirate name and wrote a series about pirates. So it's got the paranormal aspect in there. It's historical and it's fun. That happened a long, long time ago. So those books have been available for a while. The newest releases have been out for about four or five years and <clears throat> they're still really, really good. I still like them. I also have children's books that I have written with the intent of helping kids to learn to use their imagination and have fun with make-believe. And it's really to get kids out of playing with, you know, iPads and with games and getting into imagination and using really that, that not even the mind, it's that intuitive imagination with their play. So that's the Ballyhoo Who series. And then I wrote a, uh, a haunting, I don't know why I wrote this. I, somebody made me write this from the other side. I swear, scared me. I couldn't write it at night. It's about a haunted house in Savannah, <laughs> all fiction, <laughs> all fiction, but there are a few real <clears throat> characters from the 1800s that are included in there. And so that book was a really fun one to write. It's a lot like Shirley Jackson's The Haunting on Hill House, different, but a lot like that one. So if you like that, that's there's that book. And then I wrote a book for those who are seeking to understand intuitive skills. A lot of people call them gifts. I prefer to use the word abilities or skills because I believe everybody has these skills. And the reason I believe that is because I have, over the course of many years, utilized skill that I didn't realize was coming from my seventh sense, right? We have six senses that medical profession recognizes. A lot of people think the sixth sense is, um, you know, the ESP factor. But the sixth sense 
identified by physicians and really smart medical people is actually our ability to um, sense what is next to us and to keep ourselves standing upright. So it's, it's related to balance, but they've decided that's a sixth sense. So the seventh sense is the one that is ESP. And so as I started utilizing some of my seventh sense in my work as a medical professional and then in my work as a mother and just in life in general, I started realizing this is more than just happenstance or coincidence. And I had others come to me and ask me the question, so how do you know it's real? And that is the title of the book. So I wrote a, just a very short, easy, quick how-to book for those that are seeking answers about their clairs and their psychic abilities. So that's how that all came about um, for the writing side of things. My intuitive side surfaced later in my life. I've always utilized it. I utilized it in the hospital when I was working with patients a lot, but hindsight is a better teacher. So I didn't realize it at the time I was using it until I look back. Um, but as I got older and as I had a less chaotic life, I started to pay a little bit better attention. And then a couple of, couple of events happened that threw themselves into my life and really got my attention. One of them was in regards to a missing child. That launched me into informal training um, on remote viewing and subsequent formal training on missing persons, intuitive missing persons or psychic missing persons, and um, also some formal training on, you know, parapsychology. I'm certified in basic parapsychology through the Ryan Education Center. And um, I'm currently certifying using my RN um, in spiritual counseling. So while I, I I'm not a counselor. I am able to do life coaching and spiritual advisement. And that's my practice and what I typically do. And of course, I do pull on to the um, psychic or the, I like to, I just like to call it my psi skills to help people as, as we talk about issues. Sometimes people from the other side come through. We have a little chat with grandma and grandpa that has passed away or whomever. So <clears throat> when I do these, when I do these sessions, it's pretty much up in the air to whatever, whatever spirit wants us to have happen. That's what happens. Yeah. I like it. Can you add a little bit more? You said something about the seventh sense, something about behind you. Can you explain that just a little bit more? So <clears throat> I didn't realize this until I actually started training in parapsychology. And parapsychologists are scientists who study the paranormal. They believe in a lot of the same things that we do, and they don't believe in a lot of things that, you know, we do too. So it's nice to get that scientific viewpoint on some of what I have always thought was a little bit etheric mm -hmm. or a little bit beyond the physical realm. And what I learned from them is that is this um, discovery or this recognition from medical people that we have the five senses, we have vision, we have sight, what is that? Sight, taste, smell, touch, and hearing. Those are the five that's well-recognized. The sixth one is, and I, I hope this is the correct word to use, proprioception, where you, you sense, you can close your eyes and you can sense that 
like I can sense that there is something behind me where I'm sitting. I can sense that the floor is below me where I'm sitting. So I'm not going to sit down and fall over. And it's because of that physical, it's almost like, you know, ping and radar so that you know where things are and you can move without um, having problems. So that's, that's what that is. It, it allows us to keep our balance. It allows us to stay upright. That is a sixth sense. So the next sense is the seventh sense, which is that, that is where you go beyond the senses that you have. So the word ESP stands for extrasensory perception. We all understand that. <clears throat> the meaning is a little different than what is probably Hollywood conventional. Um, extra obviously doesn't mean that you have more. It just means that it goes beyond. Mm -hmm. So if we have, if we, if we recognize our visual sense that we can look at something and see it, a little extra or to go beyond would be to see beyond what just our eyes see. They call that clairvoyance. So whether that's you see a spirit or you see energy or you see color that is more vibrant or in a different way, or you see a precognitive event or you remote view, all of that is part of an extra sensory because it is our vision perception that we are perceiving. So ESP really is has a very scientific background to it. And as I have learned more about ESP and as it applies to me in my life and with my, my clientele and my practice, um, it, it's really a matter of accepting the extra senses as they come in. And when you do, man, it's like the world just opens up. There's ways to practice. I teach that in classes that I have and I work with people. So you can practice your extra sensory perceptions and get stronger in them. And, uh, the, and that's the same thing with missing persons. You practice the techniques and the skills so that you can refine that and become more accurate in what you're doing. Same thing with remote viewing. So let's talk about remote viewing. We've got about three minutes before we go to break. Can you explain the differences in being a medium and checking out past lives and what other people are doing in your life? And can you explain the difference in how to understand if someone is dead and how to find them? Um, yes. Yeah, so mediumship is not necessarily remote viewing. So before I get into that, and we may not have time for this before the break, but um, remote viewing is a process and it's a scientific process of taking a look at something in the distance. That can be a distant time, that could be a distant location. It was utilized by the CIA and the military, our federal, our government, back in the 1980s and 90s, Reagan, Reagan's era, um, utilized it to spy. They called it psychic spies, and it was handled under a project called Stargate. My training um, has been with, some of my training has been with one of the original remote viewers from that project Stargate group. And so it's a very technical down the line. You do stage one, then you do stage two, then you do stage three, and you move up through six stages and you practice and practice. And there's a very strict method of recording the information that you receive. Mm -hmm. 
mediumship, however, is a little bit different. That is tapping into your, even though you do this with remote viewing, there's not necessarily that strict regimen that you would get with CRV or controlled remote viewing. This can be just kind of like a free flow input of information that you receive. And usually it involves people or loved ones or somebody from the other side that comes forward and provides information for you. Did that answer the question? It did. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> I think that's where us mediums get confused if we're looking at a yeah. deceased person or a person who is alive, because either one of them will speak to us, no problem. Right, right. And it's it's difficult even with missing view, missing persons. I struggle, I still struggle sometimes with <laughs> getting the alive or dead wrong. Sometimes I'm not sure if they're alive or dead, because as a medium, they will talk to you and move and whatever. But when I go into my missing persons and try and utilize just straight size skills, they don't. So there's a lot of confusion. It takes a lot of practice and uh, I'm still learning. I mean, I, I don't think anybody in our field ever stops learning. I would encourage you never to stop learning. But one way back to the remote viewing, one way that you can tell the difference between mediumship. I think we have to go on the break. Huh? Okay, okay. Are we ready, Nathan, to go on a break, my dear? Because we could actually just go until 10.30. I think maybe we should do that. Let's go until 10.30 okay. and go ahead and have a break. Go ahead. Okay. So one of the ways, one of the tricks uh, that people can identify whether they're having a medium experience with someone on the other side or say um, a missing persons or a remote viewing, especially remote viewing, is the way in which the information is presented. So if you if you can sit there and have a conversation with someone on the other side, I would say that is a medium experience. If, however, you are remote viewing and you get a muddled flash of something and you're going, wait a minute, what was that I just saw? Um, it's never clear. It's hardly ever moving. In fact, most of the time it's information that you're, you're like going, that doesn't have anything to do with anything, or that's got to be wrong. You doubt it. If you're positive about information, almost always it's incorrect. So remote viewing teaches in remote viewing, you know, one of the, one of the tricks is to learn how to pick up on those flashes that you doubt and utilize them to get additional information. It's hard. It is hard. It's a challenge. And it reminds me always that even being a medium, I have no idea what I'm seeing. So if I hand it mm -hmm. over to a client, some of the time they know. Right. You know? Right. And, and that's a good thing because that shows that you're getting out of your ego. Uh, I think that when whenever anybody's in their ego and they have to be right or they have to get all the information, that's when mistakes start to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to be able to sit back and acknowledge you know, hey, I don't know what this is. I'm going to give it to you. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. And if they, if it does to the client that you're there, then the information was given correctly. If it doesn't, that's okay. It'll mean something to someone else or possibly, you know, to the person that's receiving it down the road and you just move on. So, and sometimes later they know what it mm -hmm. means too, because right. I think when people are having a reading, especially when we're trying to contact a loved one, folks often are maybe worried or sad or having a lot of emotions. And so they don't know what the blue truck means or did grandpa wear a hat or, 
you know, back in the 40s, was he in the military, that sort of thing. And then later they will call and say, you know what, I said something to my family about this. And they said, yes, he had a blue truck, he wore a hat, he was in the military. So yeah, and that happens a lot with names too. Like if if I receive a name and I, I'm like, I don't know, this is a G name like George. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often the person will say, well, I don't have anybody in my family named George. And a day or two later, I'll get a message back. Guess what? I found out I had a grandpa named George and he died, da, 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 da. So you always want to take whatever information you get and hold on to it. You know, if you are, if you are the one that is the client that's receiving the reading or the session, you want to hold on to that and, and honor it because you just never know what will be revealed later. Exactly. So tell us a little about uh, what you have found when you are looking for people. I know you can't say specific. Uh, yeah, missing persons is interesting. I can I give a little background? Absolutely. About how this started. Okay. Yeah. When I I wasn't anticipating this, um, I had a series of dreams that came three nights in a row at exactly four forty four. I woke up, and so for three nights at four forty four a.m., I would wake up and I had I had a flash of an image in my head, but it was not a movie. I will tell that right off the bat. That's one way that I knew that this was legitimate information about a missing person. So I fortunately, while I did not know what was going on, I was a little freaked out by day two, <laughs> really freaked out by day morning three. I had the, the, the sense, thankfully, to write down everything that I had dreamt. And so without getting into the details of what those are, I have that posted on my website. People can look at it. Um, it was about a little boy that was missing and I saw head trauma on him and he appeared to be smiling. And then there were things that I saw, like I saw a grassy field that was diamond shape. I thought, oh, it's a baseball field, but I knew intuitively it was not a baseball field. I saw spiders everywhere. I saw blue money on a counter. There were just different things that made no sense. And I thought, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just going to write it down and then I'll just post it on my website, which I did. And within a couple of days, I was contacted by somebody in Africa who said, this is a missing persons we've got over here. And so they gave the information to law enforcement over there and the captain that was handling the case of the kid that went missing, the kiddo did, um, contacted me and said, how do you have all this evidence that we have not released to the public? So of course I'm explaining, I don't, I don't want to go to Africa. I have nothing to do with Africa. I really love your animals over there, but I've never been there in my life. <laughs> this, these are just dreamlike images that came to me and explain the situation. And she fortunately was very receptive. And they took the dogs out and looked again for this kid. The place that I had drawn was identified as exactly the spot he went missing. The reserve had a spider refuge where kids could go and catch spiders and study them for a day and release them. Mm. The, the refuge was in the shape of a baseball diamond. It was green grass in a diamond shape. And money in Africa, $100 bills are blue. So there were many, many other things that came through. But, you know, those are examples of just a few. And it, they were too coincidental to, to dismiss. So they utilized the information, did what they had to do. My personal feeling is that he was alive at the time they were searching, but he had been sold into child trafficking. Um, and I don't know what the police ended up doing with all the information. I know they made a, an arrest, 
Um, but that's classic with missing persons is things will come through. And my job is not so much to solve the crime or even to find the missing person. My job is to give the information that comes to me that's centered around that missing person and provide it to those that are are the ones that are looking for the missing person. So that could be law enforcement or family. In a homicide case, um, that goes straight to law enforcement. I, I don't usually work with family in law enforcement or in, in homicide situations. So again, the information that I receive goes directly to the, the authorities that are supposed to handle this, the search and solve the crime. And if the information I have helps them, then I'm thrilled. If it doesn't help them, then that's okay. I gave them what was given to me. And maybe one day, like we talked about, that information will be helpful later on. So the thing about missing persons <laughs> is that I never hear back. People don't generally get back unless they want additional information. And I've had every case, um, somebody comes back and says, hey, you know, we know exactly where this is, or we know exactly what you're talking about, or we've been able to identify this. Can you give us more? So that that is a subtle indicator that that things are going the right way for them based on the information I've provided, but they don't always call back and say, hey, guess what? <laughs> you know, we found the body or guess what? We didn't find the body or we're still looking or whatever. And, and it's okay. It's a, it's a really good, you know, I, it, this is not about me. This is about helping people who are really struggling. And if I'm not included in the end game, that's fine because I've done my job. I've done, you know, what I was asked to do. So exactly. Sometimes I do wish I knew what happened to people that you spend time with, know. though. You know, we you, you do, and once in a while you get a, a wonderful letter or a wonderful right message or something. I had the baby after all, <laughs> yeah. you know, or my little sick, yeah. my little sick kid got better or something. You know, we right. love that. But yeah. um, also in our other part of our life as mediums and psychics, we don't remember one case to another much that we're not supposed to. It has to go away. Otherwise we get hooked up into it and it's hard. Right. It's really important to stay detached and to not have ownership over the information that comes in. And I, I had to counsel with a couple of other um, psychic criminal investigators um, when I first had my experience with a little boy in Africa and same advice from everybody it was three or four different States. And they just said, you've got to let go of this. Yeah, this this doesn't belong to you. This belongs to law enforcement or this belongs to the family. And so they were able to give some really good guidance. I was able to release. Um, they did come back with an arrest. So they never found the body of the little boy, but they came back with an arrest. So that was good. That is good. OK, I think we're nearly ready to start taking callers. If people would like to have a reading or a healing, both of us will check you out. And if you are interested in doing that, the telephone numbers are 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. And we're about ready to go to our break in just a moment. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not sure what's going on here. Uh, I think maybe Nathan has have, had something come up. So we'll, we'll remind you that you are, oh, here we go. Here, we're going to a break now. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. 
Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. You pledged your life to serve, to make our country stronger, safer, more free, more equal. You worked tirelessly, made sacrifices, missed first steps and birthdays, lost loved ones. At VA, we don't see the setbacks endured. We see lessons applied and passion driving you upward and forward. We don't see all the masks you wear, but we hope you can set some aside. We embrace your uniqueness and won't trivialize your past, your fears, or your hardships. We can't promise to heal all wounds or wash away all trauma, but we do see hope, a path forward, a future. We see all veterans. We see you, an opportunity to help you achieve a new mission, whatever that may be. Learn how treatment works and recovery is possible. Visit maketheconnection.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Jeffrey Mark for the first time, who is considered a walking encyclopedia of show business history. Perfect for Oscar season. On Saturday, Manson Mitchell spend two hours with Eileen Grimes, one hour on our show and one hour on hers. It's what's your sign all over again. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey there. Thanks for hanging in there and coming back. We're going to find out who are these people that are on the line with us. Thank you so much for giving us a call. We're going to be doing some reading and healing today, both of us. Marty, since you are the woman in the hot seat, why don't you go ahead and start? You want to? Sure. Um, The first question I guess I have is for the first person on the line, which I think is Renee from Seattle. Um, is it is it a reading that you're looking for? Or did you just have a general question? Uh, no, just a reading. Just a reading. Yeah. Okay, Renee. And your birthday is June 9th. Do you have a specific question or do you want general information? Uh, probably just general information that comes through. Okay. So may I have your permission to look at your energy right now? Yes. It looks to me like you are, you're actually in a good place. I'm seeing, I'm seeing you stand in grass, 
with your feet and you're holding a bundle of flowers, are you, do you tend to connect with the earth? I, I try to every day, yeah. Good, good. I think that's something that you need to do. And I, I see a blue sky above your head. So I don't see anything negative about this. I think the message is, is that with, it, with your path as you move forward, you're going to want to hold on to that and really ground through your chakras. So specifically your three lower chakras, which is your root, your solar plexus, and your sacral chakras. Um, you're going to want to hold on to Mother Earth and visualize those. Uh, there's a cat, a gray cat that is appearing next to you. And this gray cat is in, an, in a room that is, it looks old. It looks like there's a, it's a rocking chair and there's a, an older man sitting in a rocking chair with a gray cat and there's bookcases around him and wood, almost like you would see in an antique library. Do you relate to anybody or know of anybody um, that would be that way? I'll, I'll think about that. I can't think of anybody. Yeah, hold on to that. Yeah. Um, it, it, he's just sitting there rocking back and forth. The cat is like everything's peaceful around you, which I think is a good thing. And you want to hold on to that and be thankful for that. Good. Um, spend spend time listening. Um, I I believe like he's he's talking, but I don't hear what he's saying. So I think that you have a clairvoyant or clairaudient ability that you might want to tap into. So if you, when you're grounding or you're outside or you're quiet, listen to the little subtle things that will come through and they'll be like an interruption of thought. I always tell people it's, it's like when you're reading a book and you hear the words as you read, it's that kind of message. I think this gentleman, I feel like he's a family member. Oh, okay. Is, is speaking to you. And if you can just really tune into that, you'll be able to hear him. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. That's thank a good you. one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. So Renee, are you cool with me taking a look and doing a little clearing? Yes. Okay. So your pattern that I'm reading is you're in thinking and holding. So we'll clear for that. Uh, and you also have right up ahead a small roadblock. So are you stuck in a little bit of a way? Probably in a health issue. Probably, yeah. Okay. So I'd like to go ahead and add that to your energy field right now. Okay. So go ahead and make sure your hands and feet are apart. Go ahead and close your eyes. Okay. And go ahead and imagine that you are standing outside where you normally stand, where you, where you meet the earth, what you were talking okay. about before right. and go ahead and say, I call into unity. I call into unity, my body, mind, and spirit, my body, mind, and spirit. Even just that small little thing brought you right back. So everybody that's on the call and anybody who is listening to us, grounding is so important right now. And we want to ground right on down into the middle of the earth where the blue crystals are. That's our target. Okay, and so we want to bring through the code of roadblock to you. So number 19, release, 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 release. Okay, clear. Okay. Now your energy field is opening up. You might be able to feel that. You've also got something going on in um, another person that you're keeping at bay. Do you understand that? Okay, yeah. Okay, because okay. I see your hand on the top of somebody's head kind of holding them back. So just, just want to observe that person step aside observe 
um, when we tangle ourselves up with somebody, we have the right to step aside, let them go and observe. That's going to be easier for you. Okay. So does Renee have another code? Okay. I think you're clear now. Your energy's okay. looking pretty good. So thank you so much for thank calling you. in. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You're welcome. And our next person is Cynthia. Hello. Thank you for Hi, Cynthia. Hello. <laughs> So, Cynthia, same thing. Do you have a specific question? Do you want a reading, or do you have a question about well, missing people or I had anything a like that? Specific question, but I think I'm going to go with just uh, a general reading as far as what you pick up. And I guess okay. I'm having a lot of anxiety about my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> oh, happy birthday! Okay, anxiety about your birthday. Mm. Did you have a traumatic birth? Uh, I I feel like. I feel like there's some, the anxiety that you have actually is related to your actual birth experience. That's mm. interesting. Um, you might, you might look into that a little bit, but you can let it go. So Mary will help you with releasing that. Um, I am going to look yeah, at my you. Same dead, so I don't know how. I would yeah. Do yeah. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you why, yeah. because okay. that's in the past and you can't change it. Got what it. you can do is release it. So you want to do affirmations um, and spend some time every night and every morning with an affirmation that basically releases anxiety into the Christ consciousness. So you just say that I release all anxiety, all fears into the Christ consciousness. And then you counter that with I am at peace. I am love. I am grounded. I am well. And if you can, if you can get into the practice of doing that, I like to do it when I'm in the shower because I feel like the water washes all of the, mm. all of the anxiety and stuff like that away. Yeah. And I, I have a, a little bit of anxiety problems too. So I think one of the best things you can do to deal with your anxiety is to meditate. Okay. You meditate every day. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I do. Good, good. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You don't have to like say certain things. You just have to really literally breathe and go to center and you can feel center. It feels like everything's kind of just dropping down into that solar plexus area and just kind of resonates like liquid gold and, and just, just be, and then pay attention to the visuals that you see. Cause I think you are a clairvoyant. I feel like you probably see a lot of symbolism. I'm hearing symbolism. So if you happen to see 1111 on the, on the clock a lot, or if yeah. you happen to see hummingbirds around you, or you happen to see, I don't want to say, I don't think it's shadows. It's really symbolism. If you happen to see little things that are symbols, pay attention to what those mean to you, because that is your private language with source. So okay. 1111 will have a different meaning to you than it will anybody else, most likely. And you're the one that will learn that language. It's learning a foreign language. So I feel like the spirit wants you to kind of the same thing, ground, meditate, use the mantras and the affirmations to release your anxiety and really be in the moment, stay present. This is just all kind of Zen information. Um, but if you can literally stay in the moment and not live in the past or live in the future, which both of them are not reality, just the moment is reality. Our conversation right now is reality. Right. So if you can stay in that and meditate yourself through any anxiety that hits you 
and then just release whatever trauma is attached with your birthday. I think that will help you move forward. Okay. Does that make sense to you? No, that makes sense. I was just wondering Good. if there's any spirit or somebody telling me anything, but that does make sense too. Hold so on. I, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you real quick. I'm seeing a bear. So that is the bear energy, which is comes from very protective. There, there's You've got a tribe around you. Mm. It's a group of people that are around you. It's not just one in particular, but they're exceptionally protective of you. Uh, you can, as you say, your mantra, say, please be with me. And you, you should be able to feel them. They're like in a semicircle around your back. Okay. So feel their presence. You can just feel that's that sixth sense. That's that proprioception. You can feel them around in your energy when you meditate, if you choose to. That makes sense. I do. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just so excited when she said, <laughs> so the family thing is what I've got my little piece. So spirits kind of 50, 50 and Marty and myself, we're getting each a little piece. So you have something going on that you are like mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, somebody in the family. Does that make sense? Yes. They're all okay. Yeah. And that is a connection that would be interesting if you were able to release that, because generally that means that you have some way of handling problems or an illness or a reaction that they brought to you because you were their child. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are you? Will you give me your permission to bring that down? Yeah. Okay. So eyes closed, hands and feet apart. I was so excited when I saw this because this can make a huge difference. Okay, so here we go, calling in all the ancestors back to the birth of her soul, birth of Cynthia's soul, and then forward seven generations. Are we ready to go? Yes, we are. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's one of my favorite things to do because it makes a huge difference. Did you feel that, my dear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you have um, a wall that you're running into over and over again. That means you're just running up on an issue that has bugged you many times. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's got to come down, and that's what we're really working on as a, as a global community right now is releasing who we are, who we thought we were, who we thought other people are, you know, figuring out the truth of the truth, right? So what I want to release then is number 19, release, 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 release. I'm just following how many times to make it fall through your body. Okay. And then the next thing is anxiety, number 15, release, 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 clear. Okay. Let me check your energy, see how you're doing. Oh, you're, you're, you're looking a lot better. Can you tell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so have better. a gluten-free piece of cake for me tomorrow and understand that when you think about your birthday, it might be something that you have thought about a long time ago. Maybe you don't need to worry about your birthday anymore. Maybe that was an old thing. Mm. It's kind of like Christmas. Every time Christmas comes around, I think to myself, I cannot do it. I can't do it. You know? So this year I said, you know, I'm not going to do it. Right. And it was beautiful. I had a beautiful day full of all kinds of gifts that I never had before. So search around and find out if you're just running an emotion, belief, or feeling you may have picked up from family okay. or even had to, it, it's just not real anymore. Just let it go. Can you do it? Okay. I think you can. Okay, hon, good luck to you. 
Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate you're welcome. It. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Marty, I won't run run you over anymore. I was just so excited. No. <laughs> you're fine. I thought I was done, and then a bear popped up. So That's okay. you got to acknowledge those. Okay, yeah. so uh, we're calling Jackie. Jackie, are you there? I am here. How are you? We be good. All right. Jackie, um, do you have a specific question? I think I do. I'm getting ready to move out of state uh, in May, and I just kind of wonder what you see about that. I'm feeling good about it, but I'm, um, you know, it's that unknown. So the first thing I hear is let go. Are you, are you, I, (laughs) sorry, sorry to laugh. Okay. So I see in symbols and what I'm seeing is your hands are outstretched holding, trying to hold on to water. And if you've ever held on to water, you know, that that doesn't work. It just seeps through your fingers, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the symbol basically saying it's okay to let go of, of having to control every aspect of the move to have a little bit of faith and move in faith that this move is meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like, are you moving to a warmer climate? Cause I feel like this is a this is a move. I keep seeing you seeing like Arizona and Florida and Texas area. Yeah, Arizona, going south? right? Arizona. Okay, good. So, so you're going. You're going from a place like think about. Here's another visual. Okay, let me try and get this out. Think about when you are cold. You pull into yourself. Your blood vessels constrict. Well, actually, they expand because they want to try and warm you up. But you shiver. You know, everything comes inward, and you put blankets on, and you try and basically hold in the heat you're going to a place now where you don't have to do that it's going to be the opposite you're going to be peeling off layers you're going to be trying to cool off you're going to be opening up and so i i get i get the feeling that spirit is saying there's no there's no reason to be frightened basically spirit's got this this is a this is a move that has been inspired to you for whatever reason, and that it's okay for you to just kind of put your faith in God. Boy, you're going to manifest. You're going to manifest. Are you a manifester? Have you noticed that you can do that? Yes, I do. I, I've been, okay. uh, probably in the last two years, it's been something new to me and the letting go is what I'm working on. So yes. Okay. Well, that's what they want you to do. And I keep hearing if you can just have faith in your ability to manifest, just put it out there and then seriously release it to the Christ consciousness, you're going to be okay. So envision if you don't have your house, you want to sit down and look at the house you want mentally. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to say out loud, I want a house that has, you know, three bedrooms, a pool, a wet bar, you know, uh, whatever it is you want. Lay out the most beautiful home that you want, what it is that you feel you want, and then let go of that. And allow it to be manifest because I think the power of manifestation is really, really strong with you. But congratulations on your move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just and you can do that with money. You can do that with I think I'm gonna need, you know, ten thousand dollars to because I don't want to move everything by myself. I want a moving truck to do it and a moving company. So I need ten thousand dollars to make that happen. So I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, spirit, whatever, for the 10,000 you're sending me so that I don't have to move this by myself and break my back and then let go and let it be manifest and use that power within you. It's stronger in you than it is in most. Oh, awesome. I love that. Okay. <laughs> that just Good. Okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, there you go. That's a that's an affirmation that it's true. Mary, okay. do you have anything? Um, I I I do very quickly. We're going to be limiting everybody to about two minutes to make sure to get through. So, Jackie. Uh, March 7th. Sorry, I was doing three things at once. We're still on Jackie, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So did you ever have an accident? Oh, I've Car had accident. Several. Okay. Do you ever feel dizzy? Mm, not really. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to clear it though, because I'm picking up on it. Okay. So I've got slow overthinking for you. And so we're going to, we're going to clear, I'm going to do my best to clear what I'm seeing because you, I may not be describing it correctly, but I always clear what I see because spirit gives it to me. So here it comes. Okay. If that's okay, can I go ahead and clear you? Absolutely. Okay. Here we go. And balance is important too. So we're going to clear for that. And grounding is going to be important too. Grounding into the center of the earth to the crystal. So make sure that you do that every day, okay? I will. Okay, thank you so much for coming. Good luck on your thank move. You. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Sure, thank you. you too. So our next person is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. We only have about two minutes each person so that we can get Kathy and Becca. Becca. Kathy, you're breaking up. Not sure if we can hear her, but go ahead and just give her a quick one, and I will too. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's do this. Why don't we go ahead and go to Becca and then return to Kathy and see if okay. she's back. Cool. Okay. Becca, are you there? All right, Becca, you're on the line. Hi. Hi, Becca. Do you have a specific question for us? Yes, please. Um, and a general one. Um, I've been at my job for like 14 years and the last couple months are just getting more and more uncomfortable. And when that's happened before, that kind of told me that it was time to change. But I like the people there, but it's just getting more uncomfortable. So I actually have a, a job interview on Monday. And I'm just wondering if, uh, if it's just a distraction to change jobs or it's you know, a good place for me to go to a new place and doing something different still. I'm a nurse too, but still in the nursing capacity, but something different. And um, right. so what, what do you see about that whole picture? Okay. So RNs live their life and work their career based on gut instincts, right? You, I know you have taken care of a patient that you've had a gut instinct about. That special ability is really an intuitive skill that comes to medical professionals, law enforcement. And um, we, we tend to use it more than we even realize. So I want you to pay attention to if it's feeling uncomfortable, that's a big indicator to me that you are being guided elsewhere. So the answer to your question is if it's not comfortable, that spirit saying, hey, guess what? Just like a symptom from an illness, when somebody runs a fever, the illness isn't the fever. The fever is a symptom of another problem. So you're having feelings of feeling unsettled and uncomfortable. That is a symptom of a problem somewhere in your job, or it's a symptom of the fact that you need to move elsewhere. So I would say absolutely honor that feeling thank God for the feeling that you have that it's time to move on and open yourself to whatever the possibility is, as I'm seeing a window that is open. And that to me is a symbol of, Hey, go ahead and move into the next 
phase of your life. And don't be afraid to really pay attention to that intuitive response that you're getting because it's real. It's real. All right. So Becca, what I see really quickly and, and thank you for calling in, by the way, I see all kinds of golden sun over your head. Uh, your energy was the best. You get good energy award of the day, um, but you're holding on to something. So step back and release anything, release that old job, release expectations about the new job, just release all over the place. And I'm going to send you two codes if that's okay. Yes, please. Okay. The first code is receiving self-worth. Number 25, receive, 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 clear. Number 18, control. You're trying to control stuff. There is no control. 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, clear. So your energy has really increased. I don't know if you can feel that. Yeah, my legs are kind of buzzy. Yeah. All right. Very good. So Marty, Becca is similar to you in that she is a nurse, but a beautiful energy worker. So, I just, so you know, Yay. spirit told me that. No, actually, I know Becca. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> thanks so much for calling in and, and may you get a perfect job for you, my dear. Okay. Yep. Thank Keep you. listening. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. I do for sure. Thank you. Good. She good. does. Well, we are a few minutes to how many minutes do we have Nathan just about one more minute one more minute so Marty can you tell people about Rusty Scuppers Rusty Scuppers is a pirate festival in Westport Washington it'll be held on June 25th through the 27th Mary and I will both be there Mary will be doing a a ghost tour at the Tokeland Hotel on the 26th and you can sign up for tickets or buy tickets for that event on the Dose Blant Publishing website. Um, I think, are you gonna, are we gonna provide websites on this radio show somehow? Or people can go to your website. Just They can go to my website. Okay, yeah. so come to my website, which is Marty RN Advisor, Marty with an I, at, at uh, MartyRNAdvisor.com. Sorry, I was gonna give you my email address, which is basically okay. the same. Yeah. Just and then Dosey Blant Publishing is the publishing house that will be selling tickets. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being there and for being here with us today. And uh, everybody, if you need Marty, she just gave you her website. Mine is marybeckman.com, M-A-R-I, Beckman, B-E-C-K-M-A-N.com. I will be back with you in May to tell you about the codes and be interviewed by um, Gary and Suzanne. So thank you so much for hanging in there with us on the Manson Mitchell Show. Go out there and have a really beautiful day, everybody. Why don't you?